Welcome to the Make Meaning Podcast. I'm Lynn Galadner, and I've dedicated my life to sharing stories of how people make meaning in their work and find purpose in their lives. On this podcast, we're going to talk about some of the great ideas and activities people do every day to make the world a better place and provide inspiration for others. So much of the meaning we find comes from interacting with great people, developing relationships that are mutually beneficial, and doing work that inspires everyone. I hope you'll be inspired by the people you meet here. We all need to find a way to make meaning in the mundane. Welcome back to the Make Meaning Podcast. I'm Lynn Galadner, and today I'm speaking with Sandy North, who is part of the Remember Me Quilt Project of Michigan. This is an effort that creates quilts with the faces of innocent victims of gun violence. These quilts are part of a traveling exhibit to educate people about the lives lost every day to gun violence in America. Born in 1942, Sandy has degrees in oral deaf education, and she taught deaf children for 35 years. She founded the Public School Caucus for Administrators of Oral Deaf Programs throughout the United States and chaired the OFA Gun Violence Prevention Committee for Wayne County. Sandy now serves as executive director and was the founder of the Remember Me Quilt Project of Michigan. Sandy, welcome to the Make Meaning Podcast. Thank you for having us. I'm so glad you're here. And because people can't see on a podcast, there is a beautiful quilt sitting over in the corner draped over some chairs. So why don't you start by telling us about this beautiful quilt and how it came to be? Right. Um, because I chaired the OFA committee and did a lot about gun violence, um, after each event, we would come back and we would revisit the events we had had, and I would ask questions, and it was a good attendance and everything. But then when I asked the question, do you think we had any impact on gun violence? Mm -hmm. Complete silence at the table. Huh. That wow. was a red flag. Yeah. Um, and when we talked about it, they said that probably right now when they were there, like signing a, a you know a petition or whatever, sure. But it wouldn't be lasting. Okay. So for the next couple months, we talked about a different way to do this. How could we have an impact sure. that would stay with people? Okay. And at one point, one of the members of the committee said, "Have we talked about quilts?" Oh. And you could have heard of him drop. <laughs> <laughs> no, we haven't, because we needed a vehicle to make an impact. Sure. And so that was how we began the project. Okay. And um. It has two goals. One of them is to be a memorial to the innocent victims of gun violence. And okay. I think people don't realize um, every day how many lives we lose in the state of Michigan of innocent people. Sure. You sure. see people on TV and you, you see gang members and, and people who have been shot in the commission of a crime, but they don't realize the breadth of it. Right. So when you look at our quilts, um, it includes both genders, mm -hmm. all races, mm -hmm. all ages. Yeah, and I usually yeah. spend most of my time talking about the victims, and I I want to do a little bit of that here, and then I'll come back and talk about how we do it and how people can help us. Well, let me ask you first, how did you first become interested in building awareness about the victims of gun violence? What was it for you that sort of inspired this passion? Um, with OFA, you know, um, when people exited the polls, they were asked what kinds of things um, would you – what would your priorities be? Mm -hmm. And um, a list was made of about eight different areas. Mm -hmm. And everybody thought, because I'm from public education and have uh -huh. worked my whole life in that, that I would do sign up for that kind of committee. Sure. And I didn't. And uh -huh. I, I can't tell you a, a specific thing. I have not not lost anybody to gun violence. Thank um, God. Yeah. 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 I think maybe part of it was that 
what we were seeing on TV was not a reflection of what was happening, and that was bothering me. Okay. We saw the people who were shot in the commission of a crime or whatever, or gang members. Yeah. And I knew that that wasn't a a true perception of it. Sure. And as we got into it and we worked with the families, you couldn't help but having your heart go out to them. Yeah. You know, Um, everybody, if you lose somebody that from cancer or whatever, it's horrific. Right. And it stays with you and the pain stays with you a long, long time. Um, but people talk about it and they embrace the person. Sure. If you have lost a, a loved one to gun violence, mm-hmm. that's not how it works. People don't want to say the name because oh. they know how painful it is. Sure. All death is painful to the loved ones. Right, right. But when you have um, a nine-month-old baby yes. on this quilt yeah. who was sleeping on his sofa oh. in his own house, uh-huh. the family was there celebrating a uh-huh. family event. And somebody did a drive-by shooting and put over two dozen bullets in the front of his house and killed him as he slept on his sofa. Um, that is just beyond. It's epic. horrific. Yeah. You know, it's absolutely horrific. And I feel like it's almost um, like mythical proportions. Like we know this, but um, <clears throat> it doesn't feel real. And I just think this gun conversation, which is a much bigger issue, and we won't get into the whole thing today, but, um, you know, talking about guns in our country and um, gun rights and and the role of guns, I, I think is a really deep conversation. You know, I was in um, London, England last year with my older son, and I, I have a very good friend who lives in London, and um, she told us that police officers do not have weapons. No weapons right? And so there's just one very special force that is allowed to carry a weapon um, in London, but, you know, nobody else is allowed to, not most police officers. And we were floored because we're so used to it mm-hmm. um, that, you know, guns are just sort of, and now I'm, I am not a gun proponent. I don't have, I would never want a gun in my house. I don't really want to be near a gun, but right. it is very much a part of our culture. And we almost still have sort of this uh, Wild West American mentality of, um, being able to own a gun is equal to having freedom. And so I, you know, it's a very big conversation. And I, I think it's interesting to focus on the innocent victims of it. Um, but I feel like there are very deep questions about, about the role that guns play in our culture that we have to address before we look at the outcome of their use. Do you know what I mean? Right. But we have not had, um, a gun proposal come off the floor of con- to vote in Congress right. for years and years, you right, know, right. Um, before this project started. So um, our feeling was that, number one, we needed to make a memorial to these innocent people so sure. they're not going to be forgotten. Right. But number two, we had to have a way of keeping in the public's mind what is important. Who are we losing? Right. So that if and when, now I'm not going to make an inbound if and when, <laughs> but if and when a proposal comes to the floor of the Congress or even states, that's where we're finding the biggest difference. States are making their own gun legislation. Okay. And right. that and that makes a difference, you sure, know, whether sure. it's bump stops or whatever. But um but what we wanted to do was not have something flash on TV and not something where there are are criminals, convicted right. felons on TV who have been shot or whatever. Sure. We wanted the public to really see these people. Yeah. Because it sticks in their minds. So whether it's a year from the time they saw them or two years, three, right. whatever we're having now. Right. If and when legislation comes up or a right to vote in Michigan. Sure. 
they will have a different perspective. They're going to get uh, out. They're not going to say, oh, you know, I have other things to do today or it's raining. Yeah. They're going to remember baby Delric. Sure, sure. They're going to remember him. They're going to remember the young man that served in the Navy and came home from yeah. tour duty overseas came back to Detroit and was killed yeah. when he was walking to a gas station. Right. They'll right. remember the pastor from a church. We're talking about really innocent people. He was driving down the street in his car. Right. And somebody put a, a one bullet into the car. The little girl who was in the middle school, and I see people around here, yeah. we all stopped at a mom and pop store, uh-huh. right? When uh-huh. we, after school, middle sure. school, and yeah. you get something. She stopped and she got a bag of corn curls. Uh-huh. Walked out from the door. And was killed by a ricochet bullet. The story, every single one on here has that kind of an innocent story. And it has to stay in the hearts of people. So what you're doing is really advocacy. I mean, you're really out there telling these stories, um, putting human faces to stories Uh so that it becomes relatable as opposed to a big monolithic political issue. It's much more of a personal issue. Mm -hmm. Are you also advocating to legislators? Are you in on that conversation? Or (laughs) is this more like a public domain type of conversation? No, I have to tell you, these quilts have been everywhere. Our first year, we did 46 events. Oh, wow. That's almost one event a year. And we don't put on the events. People ask us to come to them. So you come and you display like as an art exhibit almost? Yeah, we have four. Mm -hmm. For example, if you come into a church and Uh you see these four quilts across the altar, they cover the whole altar. Okay. And then you hear us present what's happening. I see. It puts a different thing on it. But I want to tell you how we impact. Okay. We went, we did three days at Grand Rapids displaying Uh our quilts and and giving information to 350 chiefs of police from the state of Michigan. Oh, fantastic. They were all there with us for three days. Sure. They have the same agenda we do, but even they had a different perspective when they saw all of our quilts up there. So tell me a little bit about that. Like, what were some of the reaction or some of the words you heard from these chiefs of police? Okay. And I love all those chiefs of police. <laughs> but people misunderstand when they see pictures of people. Uh-huh. The first thing that comes into most people's mind, oh, missing people. Oh, yeah. And no, had, you're right. You're right. I, one police officer was going by very quickly, or police chief. Uh-huh. And I said, do you know about our quilts? And he looked and he smiled and he said, yes, missing people. I said, <laughs> no. I, that's not to say anything against him. But they see these one at a time, and when they see so many, it has a different impact. Sure. And, and we also do um, presentations with um, at events that the police departments are holding. For example, this quilt project was started in Dearborn, and we have a really close relationship with our Dearborn Police Department. Okay. So when they have an event, we bring them there. Okay. Um, and so but, how does this impact people? How, what are you hoping they walk away and do? Um. Well, there's two things. If they just look at the quilts and we we try to give them information that they'll take home and read. Sure. But if they hear the presentation and the kinds of information, the stories, you sure. talk about your stories and how important yeah. they are. Yes. The yes. stories of each one of these are yeah. just as horrific as the last. And one right. of the things I'm going to ask here that I ask at every presentation, <laughs> have you, if you have ever been stopped and the people listening to this podcast, have you ever been stopped at a train at a railroad crossing? Uh-huh. Raise your hand. <laughs> yeah, of course. Or give me some indication. <laughs> okay. If somebody, I'm speaking to a large group, um, and sometimes a group will be 20, we've done two to 3,000 people. Wow. Even. But if we're speaking, I have them raise their hand. And if somebody doesn't raise their hand, I say, huh, 
do you not have a driver's license? And the hands go up really quickly, right? But I'm trying to make a point. Anybody can be – any innocent person can be the victim of gun violence. Sure. There's a young man here that was st- st- um, stopped at a railroad crossing and that's when the perpetrator tried to uh, to cake his car and shot and killed him. Oh. And when we talk about perpetrators, um, almost every single one, we only have two – where there was a connection with a perpetrator. Oh, so random. So I'd love to hear just a little bit about how you make the quilts and sure. um, who's involved in making the quilt. And then also, you know, how do you, I'm sure that there are many more innocent victims who are not yet on a quilt. Absolutely. So how do you select the people that you feature as well? There is no selection. If okay. Somebody, there's no cost. Okay. If somebody gives us a photograph of their loved one and fills out the information form, uh-huh. because on that they have to sign and initial mm-hmm. that their loved one isn't is not a, 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 does not have a felony and was not shot in the com- commission of a crime. Okay, because that's important. We can't sure. stand up for innocent people, right. If we're putting yeah felons absolutely. on our quilts, yeah. And, and I, you know, I'm not going to make any judgments on any of that. Um, so how do but, you make so the quilts? Well, how there's that... no charge to the families. Okay, yeah, and make that clear. Okay, um, what they do is they fill out a form uh-huh. because we have to have the information sure. and their and their guarantee that this is not a felon. Sure, um, and then they submit that with a photograph. Okay, and if it's an electronic photograph, all the better, as oh, you yeah. guys know, yeah. so that we can <laughs> then make a copy of that, transfer it for the to to, cloth. to, to a, a square that will be part of a quilt. Okay, now. What we do is we involve as many people as we can in our presentations. You you heard me say 47 in the first year, but um, that has continued. Um, So that's one way we involve the community. And these are volunteers or are they church groups or who? They're every kind of group you can think of. They can be a city council for for a different city. Our first three quilts are the Detroit metro area. Our fourth quilt is the city of Flint. And that's where that pastor was from. And we were talking about impact. We did a presentation at our quilts were exhibited at the Capitol. Oh, lovely. we've tried. We really wanted that. We wanted oh. all those legislators to know and yes. have the same perspective. Yes. And we did a pr- formal presentation to the Black Caucus that day. Oh, nice. And it was overwhelmingly accepted and it oh. was wonderful. And we finished and the chairperson for the Black Caucus, the quilts were all, all down a wall and we uh-huh. were in front of him and his, he was up towards the front and he stood up. And on our fourth quilt, it's all the city of Flint. Oh, okay. He's, he's from Flint. Oh. And we have a pastor on there that was just driving his car and was shot. And oh. he got up and he came over. He said, you need to listen to her. Wow. This pastor was my pastor. Oh, yeah. my goodness, chills, right? It just, it is so powerful. So you know, tell it me. It can be anybody. We don't have much time left, okay. but I'm wondering, um, what are your goals for the future? Are you looking to create more quilts, more exhibits? Um, are there places in Michigan who might be listening to this that we'd like to get to? Tell me a little bit about right. that. If you are anywhere in Michigan, you can be in the Upper Peninsula and you can submit the form to us, get the form, and you can submit an electronic photo and your your loved one can be on the next quilt. Okay. So okay. it can be from anywhere and there's, okay. since there's no cost too. Um, um, and as far as the future, we would love this project to be replicated. Okay. Our, in other states. In other states and yeah. our our perfect place to replicate this would be Illinois. Oh, yeah. Because of Chicago oh, yeah. and Detroit and the similarities that we have. Sure. So um, as we close this episode, uh-huh. Sandy, I'd love for you to share with our listeners, um, how can they get involved? Is there a website or a phone number or something that we can share with them? 
Yes, and I had that card here. Do you have it? I don't. No. Is there um, just a website we can make very well? Um, well, it's the I'd Remember rather, Me Quilt Project. Right, and I'd rather give the phone for it. Okay, so great. So they can, they can give a call. Okay. Um, it's 313-434-8616. And Thank I'll repeat you. it. It's 313-434-8616. And there's no charge if they know somebody, if they would like to make a donation, um, if they would like to get involved. I quickly have to say the quilts are each pieced by a different quilt group. Okay. So we go around and and have different quilt groups become part of it. Wonderful. When they put it together, it's a, it, the families come in and they tie the square of their oh. loved one. Oh, that's nice. And if you can see a little girl, one of the victims has six kids and her, his wife brought them in oh. and they sat around and each oh. one tied it. Wow. And, um, a lot of times the parents or the, the loved one will come in and touch the quilt and yes. touch the face of the person. Oh. So it has an impact, but we're having a big impact on every event and every quilt we make so that the public will remember the Remember Me quilt and their innocent victims. Well, Sandy, I'm so impressed with your passion and your dedication. I, I think it's inspiring. Um, and I'm Thank hoping you. that you're really telling these stories and, and making lasting impressions for people far and wide so that one day we, we don't have to make quilts because right. we don't have the victims. Right. So thank you so much, Thanks. Sandy North from the Remember Me Quilt Project for being on the Make Meaning podcast. I'm Lynn Galadner, and I hope you find your way to make meaning. Thanks for listening to the Make Meaning Podcast. I'm Lynn Galadner, and I've really enjoyed being here with you today. You can find the Make Meaning Podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, and I'd love it if you'd share our great conversations with all your people so we can add meaning wherever we go and whatever we do.